And race does come into play. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. Good morning and welcome to Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. Happy Sunday, everyone. Happy Christmas Eve, Eve. Eve, Eve. Eve, Eve. Is it still Hanukkah? Did I say happy? No. No, Sorry. So I hope everyone everyone enjoyed Hanukkah. But I appreciate the the sentiment. Yeah. Happy holidays. Yeah. Happy holidays. Um. Hey guys, so this is Selena Hill. Of course, you guys know me from Instagram at Miss Selena Hill. <laughs> that is exactly where we know you from, <laughs> right? Insta famous, right? But almost, I'm almost there. Um, so this is a show where we talk politics, social issues, pop culture. I mean, do that all from a diverse perspective. Uh, shout out to everyone on Facebook Live who's watching us. I know the angle is really awkward because you're probably only seeing me, but Jackie's here. Hi. And our correspondent Joshua is here as know. well. Um, Jackie, hello. did you want to yeah, let hello. us know so who I, you are? I am Jackie Cohen, political correspondent for the show. You can follow me on Twitter at Jackie Cohen. That's J-A-Q-I-C-O-H-E-N. I'm very happy to be here. And it's sort of nice. It's like this holiday time. Things are slowing down, you know. Well, not the I, news cycle. Yeah, it's certainly. <laughs> well, right. Certainly not the Trump not scandals in the world. I guess in my life. And, you know, like people are taking off. But uh, certainly that is not true for the government. That is, Oh, well, the government well, is taking off. Yeah. So, you know, every everybody's <laughs> taking off. Everyone, even unwillingly. What a time to be alive. What truly. a time. Yes. Yeah, so welcome back to the show, Joshua. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah. Can you introduce yourself? You haven't been here. Yes. Who are you? I don't uh, know that we've <laughs> met. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm nice Joshua Clennon. I'm a New York political, I guess. I'm a county committee person, uh, Manhattan Community Board 10 member, uh, executive director of uh, Uptown Democratic Club. Oh, wow. Aren't you awesome. busy? A little busy. Yeah. A little busy. <laughs> and also uh, work in real estate. Right, All right, things. and you're based here in Harlem. Yep. Okay. Yes. So, guys, we have a great show lined up today. We're going to be talking about everything from Cardi B to the government shutdown, and then we're going to have a really long conversation about Facebook. It's many data breaches and question like, should we cancel Facebook? I mean. Obviously, we haven't. We're yeah, on right. Facebook Live. Right, right. Um, it's a what up, irony. Facebook Live? <laughs> I know, right? What up, Facebook Live? Don't cancel. Um, so it's a little irony there. But we want to talk about it because we feel like our privacy is definitely being infringed upon. Uh, we know that Russian trolls actually use Facebook to target African-American voters specifically. And if you ask me, it worked on uh, the 2016 election. So there's a lot to talk about. I mean, uh, Jackie, any thoughts you have yeah i mean i'll I'll talk about this more when we get into this segment but this certainly isn't the first time um the united states has experienced sort of russian interference into our politics this has been happening for a very long time before you know we had such access to the internet as as individuals as we do now we saw this happening throughout the cold war um so it certainly wasn't surprising um but you know and we'll we'll get into this conversation a little bit more in the segment but i don't know it's a problem and i don't want to downplay it as not being a problem 
problem. But there were other elements um, like, you know, the Democratic Party's sort of missteps that led to Trump uh, ultimately becoming president. So I, I don't know that we can fully blame Russia, although it is a problem what what we've learned. Well, we have a representative from the Democratic Party uh-huh. here, so hopefully we'll get into it. Right, Josh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm curious don't. to hear your thoughts. No. <laughs> I don't really think, you know, every every major nation in the world pretty much does some form of election interference. I mean, United States, mm-hmm. I mean, we do it probably better than anybody. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't believe memes win elections. So, I mean, everybody's on social media sharing memes. and But, you know, if that was the case, Beto would have won in Texas. Sure. You know, Andrew Gilliam would have won in Florida. You know, memes don't win elections. People people who do vote, because not that many people in our country do vote, but the people who do are, are typically informed. They do their own research and they vote, you know, for their own political reasons. Absolutely. Definitely. You know, good point there. Hold that thought because we do have to take a quick break. But don't go anywhere. When we come back, we're going to go into a full discussion about Facebook, the Democratic Party, and everything else going on in our world. But for now, here's some Justin Bieber mistletoe because it is Christmas Eve Eve. Uh. <laughs> Welcome back. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. Again, I'm Selena Hill. I'm here with my co-host Jackie Cohen and our special correspondent Joshua Clinton. No, Clinton. Yes. Got it right the second yeah. time. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, I did. Second time. That's all that matters. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in via Facebook Live. I'm sure this is a much better angle. And I just want to give a shout out to our trusty intern, Dejanae, who goes to any measure to yes, make sure that we, we look good you. on Facebook Live, even if it means standing up and holding the camera for an hour. Um <laughs> Also, we want to thank everyone who's listening via podcast. We appreciate you guys as well. And if you haven't subscribed to us yet, make sure you do that via Spotify, iHeart, Google Play, and iTunes. So, we have a great show lined up. We're going to kick things off with the news roundup. This is where we talk about any news story that made us really upset or maybe happy or more than likely upset, right? So I wanted to start things off by, um, so last week we saw Cardi B's um, performance at Rolling Out Interrupted by um, Offset, her estranged husband. And a lot has manifested, right? His baby daddy. Yeah, well, baby daddy and husband. A lot has happened. Like, I think they even got back together. But the thing is... Um, it caused a, a huge outrage, especially on social media. I mean, a lot of us were very concerned that Offset would just interrupt her, her, her interrupt her at her oh, job yeah. like that. Um, some people even said that this is, you know, it could equate to some type of harassment. It could lead to workplace violence. I mean, we've seen that happen where women were at work and an estranged boyfriend or husband or fiance just comes to their job unwelcome well, and does something crazy. It reminded me of, you know, did you see the video of the guy that, like, proposed to his girlfriend right. during the, the New York Marathon? And he thought he was doing this, like, grand romantic gesture and everybody, like, dragged him for it because they were like, she's running a marathon. Like, <laughs> this isn't <laughs> right. about you. It's about right. her. Like, wait till the end. You know, like, you don't need to interrupt her. 
her run. And that's kind of what this reminded me of. Like, this is like, she is so successful, Cardi B. And yes. she's like, she doesn't need him, right? Like, he needs her. And to, like, interrupt her performance. Sheesh. And, like, I don't know. I think that he, she doesn't, right? Like, she's, like, on top of the world right now. And, like, I feel like to just interrupt her and make, like, what she's doing about him and sort of, like, inserting himself in that way was, like, I don't know. I wasn't for it. Joshua, were no. you were you cheering on Offset? You know, men can't win these days. You know? <laughs> well, she tried to do maybe something. Men's fault. You know, no matter what we do, we're wrong. So, I mean, would you do something like that well, when you're wrong? Me you're personally, wrong. I mean, that's not my type of style. Um, but you know, I'm not mad at him for doing it. You know, he's putting himself out there, being vulnerable, and you know, true. trying to get his girl back. You know, cut him some slack. You know. <laughs> Jackie, should we be cutting <laughs> offset I mean, like, but why, like, why is he doing it in the first place, right? Like, you have to remember, like, why is he trying to get her back in the first Listen. place? It's not like he's, his behavior has been uh, uh, stellar. I mean, I'm not here to judge the man. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm not either. I just don't like, you know, you hear about these guys that, like, do these grand gestures, right, for their women. But it's like, instead of, like, having to go on stage and, like, surprise her and try to win her back. And, and Listen, I, it just feels like it's about everybody else there and not really about her. All I know is she was on a speedboat with, with him, like, two days later. Sure, so. I mean. Well, mm. she said that she, what, her sexual appetite was... At a peak. And that's what happened. <laughs> but I'll say this. So to me, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't say it worked. I would have rathered Offset interrupt his own set and his own performance. Why don't you interrupt yourself yeah, right, and let the right. world know how much you miss Cardi B? Yeah. That, to me, would have been much better and more and more appreciated from all of us. Don't interrupt her while she's headlining, rolling out. Yeah. Like, come on. I will say, though, the videos he put out on Instagram, I prefer that because it was on his own personal page. Right. So right, right, right. I'm just going to leave that right there. <laughs> uh, moving things on, I don't know if you guys saw Chris Rock trending on Twitter. I didn't. But so there's some there's some tea going down on, on Twitter right now. So there was this new um, video, an HBO special of Chris Rock, Jerry Seinfeld and Louis C.K., Oh, this is old. It was very yeah, old. Yeah, but with, it with Ricky Gervais, yes. right? It was like uh-huh. comedian. I forget what it's called, but it was like an HBO thing. This is years old. It is, point. but it went viral in the last few hours because in that special, both Chris Rock and Louis C.K. both used the N-word. Like they were just oh, throwing right, it out right, there. They right, were like, right. like, like Chris Rock called him. He was like, oh, you're the ennis white man ever and then he was like yeah because you know i use the n-word on stage all the time but he was literally just throwing out the word and then jerry steinfeld at one point was like hold on like i, I don't like he looked visibly uncomfortable and he did say something like you know, made a gesture but it wasn't cool joshua you're shaking your head what do you think about that i never liked louis ck <laughs> i never thought he was funny so that's I not funny i never thought he was funny and, you know, I went to Penn State, and you got, like, a lot of kids out there who are, like, borderline racist, and they love him. Mm. They love him out there. And I always, you know, ah, I don't like him. He had this bit um, about using the N-word, and where he used the actual word, but he said that the N-word offended him, not the word, but the phrase the n-word because it was white people getting away with saying it like on national television and like you would hear like 
like news correspondents like saying it like so and so said the n-word and it was like their way of of just saying it there was like a whole bit about it i mean obviously like it's and we did a whole show about this last week right about comedy and what's acceptable and if you're interested in hearing our conversation about that you should uh, check out our podcast from last week where we talk about like PC culture and what is acceptable and what is not. And I think overall, I think it's really interesting when old uh, clips, like comedic clips go viral because a lot of comedians, whether we didn't like them or or maybe we did, um, it, it shows how comedy has evolved and sort of our culture has evolved to find things more or less acceptable than maybe we once did. I don't think that was ever acceptable to be saying that and certainly for Louis C.K. to be using that word ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Um, you know, I think it shows us how far we've come that now, you know, that was something that came out not that long ago. Yeah. And, 2011. and it didn't have this outrage. And now it does. I mean, we're a long ways from the days of Richard Pryor. That's for mm. sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Stanley Fritz, who could not be here with us today because he'd rather watch the show from the comfort <laughs> of his bed. He just chimed in via Facebook Live and said he is seriously disappointed in Chris Rock. I think a lot of us share that same sentiment. I, I don't I feel like Chris Rock may have been like a little inebriated because he was like drinking on set and he was like laughing hysterically and I'm just like maybe he was under the influence and that's why he thought it was okay for like other white people to use the n-word in front of him I don't know I don't know. I, I gotta check him? that out. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if he if it was like that, Chris Rock should have checked him. Like you, you would have so? think you you would have think like Chris Rock would be the first person to do that. You know, well, and from his whole background yeah. and like his history and like you know the type of films that he's made. So that is kind of I gotta check it out for myself. Definitely though. check it out. Guys. Interestingly, in that, and then we can we can move on. But Jerry Seinfeld, you know, who is known as like a clean comic, is someone who more recently said, you know, you can't tour colleges anymore because kids today don't think like they're too precious with their politics, right? They're too uh, politically correct these days. And you know, he's someone that like would never use, he never uses any kind of profanity in his comedy whatsoever. Um, but he has criticized our generation as being. Um, not open to to humor because we're too PC. So I think that's interesting. Right. And like you said, we had a whole conversation. Check it out on Let Your Voice Be Heard, the podcast. It's called Outrage Culture something. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, but check it out. So, you know, moving things along, speaking of outrage. So we know that Jim Mattis, the secretary of defense, he has officially resigned from the Trump administration. Uh, he sent a, a, a full resignation letter via the Pentagon a few days ago. He stepped down. He stepped. What? Hold on, Joshua. You're shaking your head. Every time you shake your head, I'm like, "What? What's going on? What do you think?" No, I mean, it's just crazy that if you heard like um, how this even started when Trump was saying, "I'm going to pull the troops out." Reportedly, he got a call from um, Dragan, who's uh, the president of Turkey. Dragan's like, "Bro, like, why you still got troops over here? Like, our people are over here. You're supporting the Kurds. Like, just pull them out." Trump is like, "You know what? I'll pull them out. You can have it." Which is, like, crazy. Like, he doesn't... Right, he's not listening to his own council and his own staff. He's listening to, I mean, ultimately, like, Russia, right? Yeah. Like, he's, like, beholden to these other interests. And so now his staff is like, well, F this. Like, we're out of here because we're not... Like, what do you need us for if you're just listening to, like, international yeah, powers I mean, that, like, Yeah, not think of, a, you, like, of any, puppy. like, long-term consequences or any, like, of the implications of his actions. He's just doing stuff on a whim, like... As as is as he is wont to do. I mean, that's how he one 
you know, the presidential election. I, I think that I think um, I heard some officials saying that they're trying to get him not to change his mind, but to modify his strategy mm-hmm. because of the upset that it co- um, that it's caused. So there is some hope that he may not pull all of the uh, U.S. military out of Syria at this time when, you know, if they leave, then ISIS will have almost like free range to continue to build and continue to terrorize. So it's definitely a bad call. And I'm really like, you know, it, it's just conflicting like how could he just like make such a rash decision um on a win like how he operates right it's like his mo completely he just doesn't he does what like he feels in his gut and i guess whatever he you know i don't know and isn't this what caused isis you know when we just decided to just pull everybody out of iraq and then like Oh no! There's a there's a whole leave a vacuum of power. <laughs> Islamic and, and state kind of mess is running rampant and, and, and killing all these people, mm-hmm. and it's like, why are we gonna repeat the the, the mistakes of these past administrations? Like, it's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. no, that's a great point. Uh, and speaking of that, and President Trump being on a whim, so we do have a potential partial government shutdown. Some uh, federal workers it's already happening. not being paid now, and basically, uh, President Trump has said he he in a in a confrontation with. Senator Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi, he literally said, I will take blame for the government shutdown if I don't get a billion dollars to build a wall on the U.S. southern border. I mean, well, I will say one hand, he's sticking to his guns. I mean, he campaigned on it. And now he's actually like trying to implement it. He's an honest politician. Is that what you're trying to say? I think, you know, this isn't surprising. But, you know, at at the end of the day, um, right, he can't. This was his biggest campaign promise. And this is what his base wants. But at the end of the day, everybody that's not his immediate base is so fed up and angry with him, especially right now, because the economy is in the garbage, right? We like the stock market has dropped tremendously. Um, the government is shutting down. These are all things that don't bode well for his reelection in 2020. I mean, things can turn around pretty quickly and, you know, we'll see where we're at in a year from now. But um, in the meantime, while trying to impress and, and keep and maintain his base, he's losing people that maybe had supported him. That aren't his core base. Well, he's he's not keeping his word because he said a hundred times that Mexico was going to pay for this. Oh, well, that's true. How too. we <laughs> end up paying for this? How? Yeah, right. And then, you know, five billion dollars. That's not going to build a wall. They said they need at least seventy billion to actually build what you know what he's envisioning. So, I mean, five billion dollars is just a drop in in the water. Yeah, for, it's nothing. To, yeah, that's I mean, not- what are they really going to get done? This is just a waste of time. He's shutting down the government for no reason. And trying to put the blame on Democrats and make Democrats look bad because it's like you said, he's it doesn't look good for him going into 2020. Right. Well, Diamond and Silk, um, two African-American Trump supporters, they actually started a GoFundMe campaign and they've been raising millions of dollars to build a wall. But millions does nothing. <laughs> I, I was Listen, looking at I'm that GoFundMe. Yeah, I'm oh, about yeah. to do it too. But what are you about to do? Start a GoFundMe? I mean, yeah, I'm going to build a for little. For the wall? Yeah, I'm gonna build like my little section. Oh, for your and, and for I'm your a, own personal. And I'm gonna wall. take a, I'm gonna take a thirty percent management fee. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they raised. I saw it yesterday. Yeah. It's probably more now. It was like fourteen yeah, million dollars. But like to Josh's point, like we're talking about like a ma- ugh, people just don't. It's like a major infrastructure project that would cost billions and billions and billions of dollars to do. And like for people, I was looking at like the top donors of it. Somebody donated fifty thousand dollars of their own money to this GoFundMe to build a wall, which doesn't even do anything it's literally just a symbol right it is just a symbol of like our fascist regime and doesn't actually do anything i think 
I think people have been watching too much Game of Thrones because I think that's how this whole wall thing came that's up. So like people true. like, you know, they think they can keep the the White Walkers and the yeah. Mexicans out with the they don't know that Mexicans build tunnels. <laughs> they build tunnels. <laughs> Right, it's like, and we have border security so. as well. Like it, it's 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 horrendous what's going on at the border. But I do want to just close out before we close out the news roundup. Just really quickly, I gotta get your thoughts on the fact that Travis Scott has supportedly, uh, reportedly agreed to perform at the Super Bowl with Adam Levine. And there's a lot of outrage behind that. I mean, I think he may even propose to Kylie Jenner at the Super Bowl. <sighs> Will you guys be watching? Do you support this decision? You know, is Travis just securing his bag, Joshua? You know, <laughs> he is securing his bag. And for that, I'm not mad at him. Okay. But I'm not personally, I'm not going to watch it. I'm probably not going to watch it. But it's like, you know, somebody's going to do it. So, like, you know, what the hell? But. <laughs> Someone's going to Yeah, I right? mean, someone's <laughs> going to perform there. So, I mean, shoot, like, might as well be me. I mean, I'm sure that's what he's thinking, like. Right. But Jackie? <laughs> Jackie? I'm not going to be watching, but that's because I am not watching football anymore because yeah. it's the NFL's trash. Just, I'll just say this. To me, we've seen a number of men who... Once they get hooked up with some part of that Kardashian-Jenner clan, they go downhill. So this <laughs> may be Travis Scott's. Like, this may be the first step in him just going downhill. So I'll just leave that right there. On that note, we do have to take a quick break. But don't go anywhere, guys. When we come back, we're going to talk about how Russian trolls are targeting us. All right? This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. And we are back. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. Again, I'm Selena Hill. I'm here with Jackie Cohen, and we're here with Joshua Clennon. And we're talking about everything from Travis Scott to the pretend, the government shutdown. And we're going to talk about uh, Facebook in a few minutes. But before we do, we actually got some really good comments yeah. on Facebook Live. So Claudia Laurent, she chimed in about Travis Scott performing at the Super Bowl. And she says, Travis Scott is in the sunken place but definitely securing his bag. Then she said she would even marry Kylie Jenner. So, I mean, I mean, I mean she, but Kylie right? is, like, I mean, on she, Forbes' she, list of, like, ugh. the top celebrity billionaires. Yeah, she tied like, Jay-Z. A almost bummer. a billionaire. She How tied Jay-Z. Like, That's a How bummer. How old is she? She's, like, 23, right? She, I think she's about 21. Jesus Christ. And, yeah, she's nearly a billionaire, uh, one of the richest U.S. celebrities. So, um, And then Samantha Johnson, she also chimed in, and she says that this will be Travis Scott's last performance, LOL. So we'll have to see there. Uh, so moving things along, I actually want to talk about the fact that 137.5 million Americans voted in the 2016 presidential election, according to the U.S. Census Bureau. Now, white voter turnout increased during the last election, while, while the non-white share of the U.S. electorate remained flat since 2012. But black voter turnout dropped sharply in 2016. For the first time in 20 years, the black voter turnout rate declined in a presidential election, falling to 59% in 2016 after a record high of 66% in 2012 when we came out to vote for Barack Obama. 
And guess why that happened? Well, it turns out Facebook may be part of the reason why not enough of us came out to vote in 2016. And we know what happened there. Uh, uh, Trump was elected. Two new government reports reveal that Russian trolls use Facebook to encourage African-Americans not to participate in the pivotal presidential election. So according to this bipartisan Senate report, Senate Commission report, the Russian government focused on African-Americans in effort to suppress the turnout of voters likely to cast votes to Hillary Clinton by spreading fake news and sowing discord in the run up to the election. So I think they were posing at posing as some Bernie bros, but I'm going to save that for later. <laughs> so the way that they did this was Russians, they posed as African-Americans and they recruited black people to Facebook groups using Facebook ads. In some cases, they specifically targeted targeted black users who had interest in things like Malcolm X or black history. Then they would post messages in these groups. And they also did this on Instagram, by the way. But they were posting messages in these groups telling black folks not to vote at all in 2016 or to vote for Green Party candidate Jill Stein. The goal of the Russian agency and the Russian trolls behind this was to garner support for Donald Trump and help him win, which he did. So now that it's been revealed, these revelations came out, uh, the NAACP, they launched a week-long boycott of Facebook, urging black people in particular not to use social media uh, when it comes to Facebook or Instagram, because we know Instagram is owned by Facebook. Now, the, the NAACP said it hopes that their hashtag logout Facebook campaign will help the global tech company prioritized the data and privacy of users of color over corporate interests. Now, this news actually comes as it was also revealed that Facebook gave special access to users' data, users data to big tech companies like Microsoft, Netflix, and Spotify. Like, I just want to say, Facebook has been so messy this whole year. It's just been inundated with a number of scandals all throughout 2018, and now it's ending the year with this. We find out all of this information. So there's a lot to talk about here. And, of course, guys, if you want to let your voice be heard, call us up at 212-650-6903. You can also leave your comments on Facebook Live. If you happen to be one of the people who did not vote in 2016, let us know why. I mean, did you did you feel targeted? Yeah. Did you see? Yeah, call us. Yeah, or let us know. Leave a comment. Or if you did, if you did vote and you find this, you know, very disturbing, let us know. So before we talk about the new revelations on Facebook and how they've been sharing our data, I want to start this conversation by talking about the reports that said that Russian trolls use Facebook to suppress the black vote. Josh, how do you feel about this? Honestly, I think it's it's BS. I don't think that, you know, memes don't win elections. I mean, these people just found out about what bots were. You know, you, they had the, the CEO of Google at, at, in, uh, in Congress, and they were, you know, they had him in the hearing. These people, our elected officials, they don't know how social media works at all. <laughs> so true. they're just making these, these, you know, these, these assumptions about, you know, oh, this is what happened. This is why. You haven't heard any Democratic leadership, you know, just come out and say, you know, I'm sorry. Like, we didn't focus on the issues that are important to black Americans. We didn't come out and, you know, 
and support like you know banning for-profit prisons or we didn't come out strong enough in terms of criminal justice reform police reform they would say rather say anything else but that what actually people really care about you know and it's really insulting to me as a young black American. It's like, do you think I'm that dumb? We're like, <laughs> like some little fake memes and stuff on, on the Internet is really going to determine who I vote for. Like, it's it's insulting. Well, who did you vote for in 2016, if you don't mind? Um, I voted for, for Bernie Sanders in the primary, and I voted for Hillary Clinton in the general. Okay, well, Jackie, what do, you, what do you think? So Joshua is basically saying that he thinks this is an excuse that Democrats are coming up with, whereas evidence, data, the New York Times, and these reports say, no, this was, this was real. The Russians did attack and target black voters. I'm not saying that that didn't happen, but I think it's one piece of a much bigger puzzle, and I think Josh said it perfectly that, you know, it's it's a lot easier for our politicians to um, look at Russia and say, hey, you are responsible for this mess that we're in and not, oh, we messed up because we didn't engage black voters. We didn't care about these issues. We didn't do anything that would make people want to vote for us or turn out. Um, although, you know, they're uh, yeah, I mean, it. so it's not um, it's problematic because they're not holding themselves accountable. I think that there's a history of Russian um, sort of interference in our elections and in our politics in the U.S. So that's nothing new. That's been happening since before the Cold War, really, um, where Russian and Soviet spies would interfere with our um, our democratic process pre uh, social media. So it's nothing new. I think it's something that we could have maybe even expected to happen. But to Josh's great point before, it's just one piece of a much bigger problem in our in our politics. Guys, if you want to chime into this conversation again, feel free to give us a call. The number is 212-650-6903. Now, Josh, I hear your point, And we're going to spend some time talking about what the Democratic Party should have done differently and the excuses that they've come out with. But the fact of the matter is you have civil rights groups like the NAACP who are taking these revelations and this report very seriously and their their reaction is they're boycotting Facebook they're protesting Facebook so I mean are you saying that well the Facebook shouldn't be our elected okay. officials they do need to to regulate these social media companies they they fail to do that I mean Facebook um Google Amazon these these companies are, are hoarding uh information from their users from consumers and then selling them, you know, to God knows who. And there's no type of oversight. There's no type of regulation. And our elected officials, they're so old that I don't think they, they have the capacity to even regulate this stuff because they don't even understand it. They're not users themselves. So it's really um, it's really an issue where, you know, young young elected officials like, um, like Ocasio-Cortez or like Ayanna Presley, we need for like people like that to really come in. And, and sort of legislate and to help address these issues. Agreed. And I wanted to add on. So basically, the NAACP, their argument is that not only did Facebook allow either knowingly or unknowingly racist ads to uh, penetrate on their platform at the expense of African-Americans and communities of color, but they hired an outside PR firm to do opposition research on African-American groups and individuals. On top of that, um, we know that Facebook has had a long history of a lack of diversity uh, and they've been targeted. I mean, just recently, I think a few weeks ago, a former black techie at Facebook wrote a profound expose uh, talking about the lack of diversity there and how problematic corporate culture was 
in Facebook to the point where you don't have black people in leadership who would even pick up on, you know, some of these red red flags and these signals on the platform. Uh, if you don't have people with these cultural sensibilities, they may not recognize what's going wrong on their platform. So, again, these are all issues. And that's not unique to Facebook. I think that's a problem with Silicon Valley in general. And so these tech companies that are massive, that have tons of employees, that are producing products that we use every single day, like Facebook and Netflix and Spotify, are, you know, hiring maybe a diverse um, workforce, but they're not promoting people of color. They're not promoting women like they are promoting white men. Um, And so I think to your point, we're seeing a lot of oversight into issues that we would like to see addressed. Hold that thought because we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, that's exactly what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about how Facebook has been sharing our data to these big tech companies and what this means, because it's not just Facebook. This is a larger systematic issue that needs to be addressed. Don't go anywhere. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. And we are back. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. And Jackie with the vocals, can oh, you sing? God, no, you no, no I cannot sing, trust me. I thought you, okay, well, we'll leave it <laughs> right there. Um, I'm Selena Hill. My co-host Jackie Cohen is here. Our guest correspondent Joshua Clannon is here as well. And we're talking about Facebook because it turns out Russian trolls actually use Facebook to target African-American voters and We've seen from the stats, a lot of us did not go out to vote in 2016, or some of us went and we voted for Jill Stein. Joshua says that's a Democrat Democratic Party issue, um, but you know I think it's more I think it's a balance of both. Mm. Uh, but before we left off, I-, I wanted to get to this because in addition to Facebook's role in spreading misinformation and disingenuous portrayals of the African American community. Facebook has been accused of sharing our data with big corporations. This includes Microsoft search engine Bing. Uh, they also have been selling, uh, letting Netflix and Spotify read a user's private messages. Uh, they're accused of allowing Amazon to gather names and contact information and even sharing streams of friends posts with Yahoo as recently as this summer. So, Jackie, is it time to cancel Facebook? Oh, I mean, this is a problem, right? Like, Facebook literally let some of these companies just slide into all of our DMs. Seriously. Literally right. read all of your private messages through Facebook Messenger. Um, and, I, you know, I don't know. Like, I'm really conflicted with this. It's, you know, I've been... And it's, as you said, funny, like it's Facebook is a great tool to engage with people like we use it to broadcast our show live every single Sunday. And so that's something that we found to be really invaluable. But at the same time, it's, you know, like it's what are we putting out there? We put a lot out there. I use Facebook Messenger all the time. Um, You know, it makes me wonder, like, is this how I want to be engaging with my friends through this social media platform? I don't know. It's it's problematic. I feel like there needs to be like a social media bill of rights, you know, like yeah. for like, you know, your your activity and your your data and content that you produce on the Internet. Like you should own that. And if they do sell it, you should get a check for it, too. I mean, mm. they shouldn't be able to just sell it. And, and then the users who are producing this content or information don't get anything out of it. Yeah, I my husband, who's a programmer, uh, made a really good point when we were talking about this topic last night where he said, you know, uh, companies like Facebook should ask themselves, like, it, if 
we're releasing data to other companies, is it something that we can just make publicly available to everybody, right? Because if you're releasing data, it should just be made public. And so if the answer is no, like obviously we don't want our DMs to be made publicly available because that would be awful, um, then don't give it to anybody, right? It, it, it should either stay with you or just be made publicly available. You shouldn't be selling it off to other companies, this private, very sensitive data. But I mean, do consumers have a role to play here too or a responsibility? I mean, is it just time for us to stop sharing so much data on the internet or should we shut or should we shut our social media platforms down? I mean, we know what they're doing. I think, you know, we're in too deep. You know, we, we passed <laughs> the point of no return. I mean, Seriously. everything is everything is connected to Facebook in so many ways. So many different apps and different, uh, you know, things that we use on the Internet are connected to Facebook or one or two of these other things. You know, we all use Google. WhatsApp you know, is owned what, by Facebook WhatsApp, as well. Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's kind of unavoidable to be like a, a social <laughs> person in this day and age. Yeah. So we really need to just regulate it and then have some sort of, you know, there needs to be some sort of like, you know, Bill of Rights, I think, where like yeah. people own the content that they're producing on the Internet. And now when you say regulate, do you think the government should step in? Like, do you think? The yeah, FCC? it has to be Congress. Congress has to do something. It just we need the leaders in Congress who, you know, who know about this stuff, the experience and knowledge to, to actually, you know, make some legislation behind it. We can't let, you know, Silicon Valley drop the legislation behind it. We need our legislators to actually legislate. Yeah, it's like it's a huge consumer protection issue, right? And we've seen for years laws passed, right, many of which by Congress that protect consumers. So, you know, you can no longer it's not legal to sell a car with no seatbelts or airbags. Right. Um, right. And it used to be right. You, you used to be able to buy a car or a lemon. Right. Like it wasn't an issue if you bought a car and it just didn't start up after a few days. Right. Um, but there are laws on the books that protect consumers from shady practices. And, you know, it, back then you could have argued, well, you didn't do your research. You didn't really understand what you were getting. You should have known better. But I think what we need to do, and this is true for many of the issues we talk about on the show, is, you know, we want to talk, uh, empower our listeners to take action and protect themselves but ultimately hold the systems accountable that are um, you know, working against us and, and abusing us and using our data and you know, selling us faulty products and you know, hold them accountable. No, I definitely agree there. I mean, is there anything that we can do to sort of protect ourselves from um, voter suppression online? I mean, no. Is, there, should we, is it just a lost hope? I would say people should do their own independent research. You know, don't believe the... F- a meme just because it's you know it got shit on your feed because half of them are like you know misinformation fake bs um people just got to be vigilant do their own do their own research you know don't don't just share stuff because you see it on your news feed yeah but i mean it's hard to tell what's fake and what's real it's hard to tell. I think that, you know, it, to my it point before, be. it, it, it is hard, right? Like, I think that we've all been guilty of this, and we three are very, you know, political, well-informed people, I think. But we probably all liked a headline without reading the article or shared something that we only read halfway through or, you know, like liked a meme that we thought was funny but maybe not super accurate. Everybody does it, and I think that we need to do a better job of really looking into news sources, you know, if looking at the source itself. Right. If the like, you know, you read an article that seems really crazy and then the website is from, you know, 
usanewstoday.ussr. Like, that's probably not a credible <laughs> source. Um, but to Josh's point, I think that we need to hold our elected officials accountable, call our members of Congress, and ask them to put in protections that protect everybody. Absolutely. And as we wrap up this conversation, I would also say that these new revelations, they don't just implicate Facebook for what has been done or is being done. To me, it's an indictment of surveillance capitalism and our society where corporate greed puts our privacy, our data and democracy in danger. I mean, if you think about it, Facebook, they may not be selling the bulk of user uh, data directly to these corporations, but they're still giving outside companies the ability to gather information and they're making billions of dollars in profits like to me this is just corporate greed capitalism at its at its finest this is what capitalism does they do not put human interests first they put their bottom line and profits first yeah. Thoughts on that? <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a fact. <laughs> There's no debate about that. Yeah, and I think it's interesting in a time like Christmas time to think about consumerism and, and capitalism in this country, you know, and sort of it, I think it's a good reminder of there's this is supposed to be a time of family and you know for many people it's a religious holiday but our country has certainly turned it into this consumerist time where you're just supposed to buy 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 and buy all these gifts and get all these deals and between sort of black friday and november and and christmas this is what our country is all about it's like our holiday right it's what we worship is this consumerist time and certainly companies like facebook are able to sell our data to other companies that will sell us things that we will then buy. And so I think that we need to be discerning in the way that we're living our lives, thinking about, you know, do we need this stuff? Do we need to buy it? Or are we just being sort of sold to and we feel like we have to? But at the end of the day, we really need our elected officials in Congress to step in and put in regulations and protections for our sake. You know, final thoughts, uh, uh, Joshua. I mean, you spoke a lot about how and why it's so important for us to elect younger local officials who actually understand how social media works um you know just really quickly final thoughts again on what people can do and should be doing to protect democracy and privacy well people definitely need to get involved um you need to get involved in your primaries you know uh make sure that you're supporting you know young people or candidates that have good track records you can always look up a candidate's voting record online you can look up you know who's contributing to their campaign so you know like you know, who's influencing them, really. Um, But, yeah, I would just say get involved. Here in New York, a lot of people vote in the general elections, but they don't vote in the primaries. In a Democratic state like New York, you know, the primaries really decide the election because Democrats will win in the the general nine times out of ten. So I'd say people really got to get involved in the, the primary elections. Absolutely. Um, To close, I think that, you know, voter suppression is real. And certainly there was an issue with interference from Russia. But I think the bulk of voter suppression in this country is caused by really problematic laws that states have that keep voters and particularly uh, voters of color away from the polls. And in a state like New York, we don't have the best voter laws. They're not the worst, but they're certainly not great. And we have severely low voter turnout because of that. Um, So I think that we need to not only get out and vote, but hold our 
our elected officials accountable for enacting better laws, stronger laws that enable more people to get out to the polls and vote. Because voter suppression is real, but is very much in many states perpetuated by our governments themselves. Yeah, definitely. Well said, guys. I think you guys basically said it all and summed it up. I'll just say this because I feel like this latest Facebook scandal is just another reminder that we should be careful and maybe think twice about what we put on the Internet. I mean, Facebook, they say they're supposed to protect us. And, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, he seems like he's one of us. But at the end of the day, it's a company, guys. They make billions of dollars off our data. So think twice and just be careful. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. And before we go, I also have to just thank everyone who chimed in, especially via Facebook Live. We appreciate all the comments and engagement there. And if you guys want to continue to support Let Your Voice Be Heard, make sure that you leave a donation on our Patreon account. That's patreon.com slash radio. And we'll see you again next week. Bye. Like Got it. You both. Both. Kid, I'm going to let the world know. Go. I seen your girl post a BM. So I hear her in the DM. All eyes, yeah, I see him.